Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. Today, I'm really hoping you're watching on YouTube because this guest, it's so beautiful, radiant, inside out. You just gotta see her beautiful, radiant smile and dead hair. But without further ado, Annabelle, I am so excited to have you today here because even before we hit the recording, the conversation was so amazing that I didn't want to miss out on sharing any more goodness to start recording. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for the invitation, Petya. I am so happy to get to share in some more conversation with you and to connect in this way. And, and thank you to your audience for tuning in and and, and allowing us to come into their space for a little bit. Yeah, beautiful. And before we will start, you know, diving into our today's topic, which I'm really excited about. I love your teaching and I'm so excited for you to share with the audience. But before we will go there, I ask you, what's your favorite place in the world? For a reason, everything I do, it's always with intention. So what I would love to do, Annabelle, just for a couple minutes, if you're open to that, if you could just gently close your eyes, take a deep breath, and as you're breathing in, you can start feeling this freshness in the air, that air of jungle, the fresh water around you. You can hear the birds and the animals in the wilderness. And you're walking through a beautiful, like a jungle, in a Mayan ancient lands, and you're feeling so home. The wind is playing with your long hair. It's touching your beautiful skin. And as you're looking around, you're walking on this beautiful, small path. It's clean, but it's in jungle. It's close to a beautiful river. And as you're walking to this river, you see a small kids playing there. They're playing and just putting a water on each other and running around and you're laughing just to see them in their happiness and the flow and they're so present to this moment. There is a one little girl, she runs to you and just sparkles a little bit of water on you and you're laughing with her and she comes to you, holds your hand, look into your eyes and she asks you, who are you? 
What is the one thing you would like this little girl to know? Not what do you do, but who are you? Hmm. Like you, I am an emanation of God. That's so beautiful. Mm. Oh, I want to stay in this place. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I want to take you there. That's, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like it, it, it's something that I started to do, you know, because I feel like Sometimes when my guest comes on, you know, they're coming and they're like, I'm here to serve and I'm here to do. And when I, when we take a moment and go mm -hmm. to our favorite memories or places, and when we are reminded of who we really are, the energy completely changes. You're being reminded why you came here and then you're giving from that place, from the place of knowingness and love mm -hmm. i feel mm -hmm. it really shifts beautiful and, and that's a that it is such a beautiful introduction right into also dropping into that essence and take oh it's such a feminine trait great work <laughs> thank you i'm receiving it thank you so much and especially you know coming from such a goddess like you and mm -hmm. for those who never ever heard of you what what led you to this journey of who you are today? Because, you know, today we look at you and you're such a radiant, beautiful goddess and you are leading other women to really embrace their shadow and their light, to truly embody this mm -hmm. uh, like divine feminine essence. But very often to be risen as a queen, we don't start there. If you did, please tell me how. <laughs> but very often I know we get to overcome some shadows and darkness so mm -hmm. we can be even better leading others. So I would love to learn a little bit more about your journey and how did you become this radiant goddess? Yeah, thank you. You know, I through pain, lots of tears, <laughs> lots of darkness. You know, and, and um, I, I was actually very, um, I was in the business world. I, I shared with you before we got on the call, I used to have my real estate brokerage mm -hmm. and, uh, and was very successful in that. And yet was also very miserable inside of it. I was a workaholic. I, I, I would eat emotionally, you know, just very different things. And then when I had my son, it sort of... Um, the awareness of the body and it opened up memories that over time began to get a little bit louder and then you know market crash or a divorce and you know just a lot of uh, a, a really humbling experiences that knocked me off that pedestal or that even those beliefs that I had it figured out you know and that that I knew what I was doing and so coming to this place of who am I if I am not who I was taught I should be, you know, who, what, what am I going to pass on to my uh, son? You know, my baby son, do I want him to grow up with the same things I did of, you know, you have to struggle, you have to work hard, you know, and, and all of these limiting beliefs and, and lack and poverty mentality that, you know, some of our lineages carry. And so for me, that was really the, what initiated me into the call to adventure, as Joseph Campbell would call it, you know, it was the, I am going to go and find who it is that I am. And, uh, and, you know, I went through Ayurveda, you know, and 
just different um, avenues that that found me along the path. And for me, it was really surrendering to, you know, it was a very sincere inquiry for me of, you know, show me where do I need to be, you know, spirit guide me. And, you know, even even the relationship with God has shifted so much and has gone through rebirthing processes, you know, to what God is for me now. And, um, and so, yeah, lots of years of that. I, 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 I taught for a mystery school, which a womb shamanism mystery school for a few years. And through there really became, really came in touch with the depth of our shadow work. The, you know, uh, I would lead underworld journeys. And so I really got in touch with those, the dark aspect of the feminine, the dark aspect of the masculine and, and, you know, how, uh, it was very clear for me that until we actually acknowledge those spaces, you know, until we actually went into those painful things that we want to avoid, we were not going to be able to liberate the light that was true. We were simply going to be living in a false sense of light mm-hmm. um, that was still an external aspect of us. And so that's, you know, sort of the, been the, the journey. And finally, uh, I, I, you know, started to step out and into my own um, practice and, uh, and then have been developing a, 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 a special method that it's a, it's a womb shamanism belly work that I do in person and then uh, mentor. So it's, 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 a, it's a, a body of work that's a synthesis of, you know, um, gene keys. I, I don't know if you've heard of that yeah. uh, wisdom. So I'm an ambassador for the gene keys. Um, also, you know, womb shamanism, Ayurveda, epigenetics, you know, just a lot of really valuable and pillar um, channels of, um, of information, but not simply information, they're, they're transmissions that become alive in us, you know, and that allow us to tap into that core of that God emanation that we truly are and unleash that as, you know, your, your, as your platform calls it unapologetically, you know, <laughs> be able to be that full spectrum um, human being that we have the capacity to be. That's so beautiful, you know, and, and like you said, it's so important to embrace the darkness, you know, and really go there. I, um, you know, I was reading books and, you know, um, looking at some courses of shadow work, but you have done it in such a depth where is that woman they can really start? You know, if like, they're like, okay, I know there is a dark part of me. There's mm-hmm. some light parts of me, but if I'm by myself, if I don't have a mentor, what are some things that I can do right now? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, that's, it's beautiful because ultimately that is what we want to learn how to be with ourselves inside of those spaces. Right. And, um, and I, you know, I, I call it learning to repair it. Are yourself, you know, remothering those aspects of us, you know, especially speaking to the audience of women, you know, really coming into the places where, where did I disconnect from that loving? Where do I feel not good enough? Where do I feel like, you know, I sabotage, look at relationship patterns, you know, line up all your exes, and, and, and see what is the mental issue, <laughs> you know, what is the pattern there? And those are all, all the things that make you want to hide, all the things you want to hide that you don't really want to present up to others when you meet them, you know, that you would rather them not know about it. 
those are the places that are doorways into going into this, um, you know, this aspect of, of, of shadow work. Because shadow work, yes, it is, it is seeing those uh, places, but it, it also requires a lot of patience. It requires a lot of, um, it's a layered journey. You know, it's a journey. It's not a, like an, an overnight thing. It's something we become aware of, and then we begin to see how it plays out in our lives. And this is why, uh, Petya, I love the system of the jinkies because it gives us um, archetypal shadows and, and that hold the, at, in the same, uh, at the same time, they hold the archetypal gifts. You know? So it's, it's really remembering that our wounds, our shadows, they're actually gifts. We can transmute them into gifts. We are alchemists. You know, we are creators, co-creators. So when we have this, uh, you know, this, um, um, this material, we can shape it as well. It doesn't have to remain that, but if we keep it hidden in the closet, we keep it under the bed, we keep it, you know, then, then we really cannot do anything with it. And yet they are still aspects of us that remain unexpressed, you know, that remain hidden and, and life force runs through them. So disconnecting from them means disconnecting from our beauty as well. Wow, that's so beautiful. And I'm here like a little donkey, like nodding my head because everything you're saying, I so believe, you know, like stop hiding what is inside of you. And it's so beautiful. You just said that we're all alchemists because I was just... <laughs> I was just baking muffins right before our, um, you know, interview. And my boyfriend was telling me, you're such a little alchemist. You just love like mixing everything together. Mm -hmm. I'm like, aren't we all, you know, aren't we all, we all can just transmute the different energies, but you cannot change something that you're avoiding. And I love sharing the analogy of like a old haunted house with my clients, mm -hmm. you know, in, in those old movies, nobody wants to even like pass around but in that house, it's something really precious that it's yours. You get to go in, you get to go to that, you know, room. And it's scary. The first time you go there, it feels very scary. It feels very dark. You don't even know what to expect. But once you go there, then you know. And even if you're like running away from it the first time, then the second time, it's not so painful. It's not so scary. It's not that uncomfortable, not so much. So going back to those shadows and... I'm wondering, you know, one thing is the unexpressed part of us that me, maybe we are like ashamed about, like when you're talking about like past relationship or pains, all those things, it's something that we're trying to hide from others. Would it also apply on the things that maybe you have done in the past that you cannot forgive yourself? Maybe you have done something like a little child. It's so fascinating. A couple months ago, I just it came out of nowhere, but I just had like a meltdown. I started to cry and my boyfriend, he comes and he's like, what's going on? And he was like suiting me. He thought it's something terrible happened. But what happened is that I was telling him when I was a little girl, there was uh, like a little animal, you know, in our backyard. And I wanted to like have it, like have it as mine, but he got hurt. And then he like, like died. And I like buried him, you know, thing um, and uh, I don't know if he was like completely dead, right? So this guilt, and I love animals. Like, like I, I think I love animals more than people sometimes. But it <laughs> well, just, they're certainly easier to love, <laughs> right? You should see my dog, girl. <laughs> 
but it just like all surfaced and I felt so ashamed and so guilty and so much pain. Like it just happened, you know? And I wonder, are those things still affecting us? And how can you forgive yourself for something that you would never want to share with anyone, but maybe you were a little child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. You know, in, in the, process of learning to repair ourselves, we are always going to come, uh, you know, uh, into the inner child as well, you know, and, and that inner child is still very alive in us. And for many of us, it's still driving our choices and driving our decisions. And I, I find that as you begin to um, take that, that uh, self-responsibility of saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to step into that co-creative power that is my birthright what happens is that then life and your own uh, evolutionary consciousness begins to present to you these sort of things, things that you thought that you probably never even thought of after they happened, you know, but that are still somehow floating around in that consciousness and that are still um, eating away from your precious life force because it's something that's unresolved. Mm -hmm. And so as you continue in this inquiry, uh, you know, of allowing yourself to see these things, when these things come up and spe specifically, you know, I feel like the biggest ones are guilt and shame, you know, shame thrives in hiding. So the more that you hide, the more that you, you know, don't want to share, then the greater the shame, it grows, you know, it, it's sort of like the, the, that monster that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then guilt, you know, that comes through blame. That's the projection when we project because we feel bad. So then we want to make it someone else's fault, you know, mm -hmm. and that's that external projecting onto, onto others. What happens when we're carrying um, unresolved guilt is that we actually begin to feel not worthy of certain things. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we develop this mechanism that um, sabotages and that also uh, what it does, it, it just begins to, to work in these insidious, unconscious ways of you are not worthy of that. You cannot have that because you have been bad, because you have done that. You know, so it's a self-punishing um, aspect. And, and for a lot of us, women especially, because we, you know, we're, we're wired in a more nurturing, caring. So the moment that we betray that, the moment that we feel that we have acted out of line, out of that, even that good girl aspect, then we are become now this bad girl that needs to be punished. And so a big aspect of women's work is to come into that reconciliation. What has being a good girl meant for you growing up? And what is being a bad girl meant for you growing up? And how did you play out each of those archetypes? And because a lot of times it's simply that child, that, that, that seven-year-old made up a story about something that happened and that story is still playing out for you. So it's like, we have to go back and say, no, no, I understand. You didn't have the capacity to really take in what was happening. Mm -hmm. This is the true story. And now we can, you know, l l let that rest. Because as a child, we're imprinted with so many, I mean, we have a wonderful imagination. So can you imagine like a six-year-old experiences something painful, the stories that can be created to be able to cope with that they're not going to be, you know, necessarily true, and they're going to be very fantastical. And so 
that's why it is so important to, you know, go allow those things. When something comes up, do not deny it. The body has the memory, mm. you know, and, the, and, and I work with, that's why I do the belly work because a lot of times we have to drop into that, to that body consciousness that sometimes isn't connected to our conscious, to our prefrontal cortex, you know, that is reasoning. This is more of the feminine realms. It's nonlinear. It keeps a record of everything. So a lot of us are carrying around these memories in the body. And so when we can drop into them, acknowledge them, process them, that's where the alchemy happens. That's when we get the gold from that. And they're no longer keeping us, shaming us, guilting us, but rather supporting us on what it is that we want to create. What are the projects that we want to birth forth? Um, and yeah, it just, it's, it's a very different uh, process. And that's why I, I feel it's so beautiful to be in a woman's body. You know, it's like such a gift. And we have been made to believe that it is a weakness, that it is, you know, uh, somehow we're second class citizens, you know, that we are, uh, that our emotions are not valid, you know, mm -hmm. that we're just dramatic. Uh, I mean, which kind of I am. I mean, I'm Latina, so I, I can be dramatic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But there's, a, there's an aspect of when we do this work, this shadow work, this, we, we are really with ourselves and we embrace unapologetically who we are, what we are here and what we stand for. There's an aspect of that that brings you into that strength, that your emotions are no longer something people can manipulate you with or that you use, but rather that can support you, it, you know, your intuition, your just, your knowing all of these things are, are rooted in that. So when our emotions are still processing old stuff and living by old, outdated beliefs, it is a waste of life force that can actually, you can harness that into the present day and, and, and inject and, and channel into your projects that are life-affirming. Wow. I am like, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful and so important and we have a hummingbird in a window so mm. beautiful affirmation okay. I love them and it's 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 so powerful you know the stories that we grow up with and like you said the, the child it's still driving us you know what we believe when we were seven years old when I started to do this work when I realized the stories that I lived by up until now I was like brokenhearted when I realized how I based my life for three decades on something that five, six, seven, eight year old believed mm -hmm. and everything that ran my life. Like you said, do a recap of your relationship. Done that. <laughs> Done that. And that's when like three years ago, I was like, you know what? I'd rather be single. And then two months later, I met my love. But oh, luckily he is complete opposite because I gave myself the space to see the contrast and what was running me and why I was doing things that I was doing. I was really settling down because I was feeling unworthy, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. when, when you can realize all these things and one thing that I love that you also said, this is not like, you know, like one time done and done, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a journey and you didn't get where you are within a week, it's usually decades on decades. The, you know, the woman that we both working with are decades Absolutely. and decades in, in these old stories and traumas and pain. And they, 
feel like they have to perform because I'm a mom or I'm a wife or I'm an employee and people depend on me. I got to put myself on the back burner and it's, it's really detrimental to their happiness and fulfillment and truly living a life that it's true to them. So mm-hmm. I absolutely love the work um, you're doing. And I wonder, because I keep staring at you and you look like you're like 21. And then you tell me you have a son. I'm like, what? Okay, great lighting. Um, great, whatever you're great doing. natural lighting. <laughs> I, I bet that's what it is, of course. <laughs> the sun. Um, what are some of your like daily routines that are non-negotiable for you, no matter what, no matter if you're at home or if you are traveling to the jungle in Mexico, like yes. what is something that you get to do every single day to be this radiant and grounded as you are? Hmm. Well, I do many things, but you know, one of the things that I feel like it really, when I miss that, it moves me out of my center is my morning practice, uh, communing with the divine. And, you know, this is what anchors me to be able to show up for whatever the day has in store for me. And, uh, the, when I skip that in the past, now, you know, I've learned better (laughs) when I skip that, you know, I, I find that I am easily sucked into the external noise, um, and distraction. And especially right now, you know, with what is happening, you know, there, the, all the, there's so many activated, uh, vortexes of pain and trauma that, I mean, you're just going to the store and you can really feel, and especially for those of you who are more empathetic, you know, and who, who feel empaths, who really are picking up on the pain of other people, the fear, you know, frequency of that. And it's so important to be able to ground, to be able to connect to the earth, so for me, it's, it's you know, I have a, an indoor practice that I do in the morning, prayer, chanting, <clears throat> and dance. And then I move out into the, to receive the sun, you know, put my feet in the ground and to just really connect to, um, to the womb of the earth, you know, connecting my womb to the womb of the earth so that I feel supported. I don't feel, you know, like I'm just this loose leaf in the wind. I actually feel I am on purpose. I am showing up. For whatever that means, that may mean, you know, a beautiful day, that may mean a, a sucky day, because I think that there's also this, um, this, you know, there's this uh, false and, 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 and I call it, it's like, a, like wishful thinking or, or just magical thinking of, of somehow, you know, there's going to be this perfect space where I am healed and, you know, everything's perfect and everything's flowing just all the time. And, you know, and I feel like that's such a dishonor of the actual seasonality of women's bodies mm-hmm. because our bodies have seasons. Our consciousness has seasons, just like the earth. We are an extension of the body of the earth, you know, and so we have our springtime, we have our summertime, we have our wintertime, and each of these seasons is very necessary to be able to shed the skins and the stories and the narratives that no longer serve you and to be able to birth forth the new ones. What is the refined version of that story you've been carrying? You know, and, and I, I actually uh, had a call with one of my dear girlfriends this morning and, and uh, she was talking about legacy, you know, like what is the legacy? And, you know, and, and for me, it's the question like asking ourselves, what is the narrative that I want to contribute to with my life? You know, what is the narrative I want to fuel? 
because there's so many stories and they are important, but some of those stories are limiting. They are, you know, atrophied stories that need to be rebirthed mm -hmm. and that, you know, that need to be brought back to life in, in, in a way that serves our current um, environment and also that we can cultivate the bandwidth to be able to be with the difficult emotions with the you know all of that and not when someone dif something difficult comes we just collapse and get overwhelmed but having an anchoring practice for me is that is what gives me the ability to support my clients and also the feel because that communion with spirit, that communion with God, it just reminds me, this is what I am a vessel for. Mm -hmm. And that's an inexhaustible fire. You know, I'm not depending on my own, uh, you know, how do I feel today? Am I going to show up today? What am I going to do today? You mm -hmm. know, because that is, it, it, it's an, it's an, you know, it's, it's always fluctuating. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Yes, that's that's my secret. <laughs> that's, your, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you so much. And what about those who are just starting on their spiritual journey who don't yet have maybe strong relationship with spirit or God and they're like, okay, I want to do what Annabelle said and now I'm sitting on my bed and what do I do? How do I communicate spirit or yeah. God? What do I do? Where would you just tell them just to start? Yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, there's, there's two two uh, places. Some of us um, are okay with prayer. You know, uh, some of us have uh, stories that turned us away from prayer. For me, prayer is a beautiful way to start connecting, you know, to start coming into relationship with the divine. Now, if that is not something that it, you know, is calls you, um, it is taking walks in nature, going for a morning stroll, can, and just observing nature, observe the trees, you know, just sort of see like, how does nature work? How would that work in my physical reality? You know, and just, and it, it's more about starting to cue into the subtleties, to the energy, because I mean, I could say meditate, you know, um, that's a, a, a great option as well. You can, you can meditate, you can start doing a, you know, three minute meditation. There's a lot of ways, but for me, it's so important that when we are wanting to cultivate and access our feminine essence is that we have to learn how to walk and how to listen to the unseen, you know, so we have to begin to cultivate the eyes that can tune into how do I find myself in nature? You know, I mean, we can, there's so many spaces, but you know, I, I mean, sit under a tree for a little bit and breathe. Breath work is a beautiful one connecting to that to that breath and and noticing how where is the breath getting stuck are you breathing from your chest are you breathing from your belly because when we're just breathing superficially we are also not helping our nervous system relax and if we're not helping our nervous system relax we are easily triggered we are easily reactive so you know even that i mean that's a it's I almost forgot about that because it's such a simple thing, but that is so powerful. The breath, you know, if, um, I mean, that's part of my practice as well of running that breath all the way down to my belly and, you know, and, and exhaling it and filling it up again, because we, you know, we move so quickly now and, and you also get kind of sucked into other people's, you know, I, I was noticing uh, yesterday I was eating with my brother and he was eating fast and, 
And, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm eating too fast. Like I, and I didn't even notice it, but we get sort of sucked into that. And that's where we have to bring that awareness. Like, how am I breathing right now? You know, especially for people who have anxiety or who, you know, struggle with, with that tension in the body. Breath is so, so important. So simple, yet so easily forgettable, right? We take it for granted. Well, I'm alive, I'm breathing, so what, yes. right? But when you pause and really breathe and bring yourself to the present, oh, I love it. Beautiful. So Annabelle, last thing that I wanted to ask you, what is the last thing on your heart that you would love to share with the women who are still in discovery of their feminine essence, who were way too many years in their masculine and trying to keep themselves safe. What would you want her to know? It's going to be worth it. <laughs> it's going to be worth it. Um, and I say that because when we, are, when we are leading and driving from our masculine seat, that is not what is natural for us. When we step into the feminine essence and allow that uh, what I call Christed feminine leadership to lead, what happens is you become not productive, but efficient. Mm. You know, we let go of that aspect of like that old uh, world patriarchal um, way of doing business, of, of getting clients, of putting out programs and stuff. And we actually begin to use the power that is very, is our birthright. And it's, it is natural to us to go into a co-creative power of unleashing our creative energy, our creative flow, our sensuality, and creating from that space. And not only is it juicier and a lot more fun, but it's actually more sustainable because we are not, you know, going to a, a, a job that we don't like. We are not, you know, doing all these things that, and I, I'm not saying it's gonna be easy, but your heart is in it, your soul is in it, and that is the difference. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, for it, it does take courage, but woman is such a resilient being, mm -hmm. you know, such a courageous being. We have been um, you know, cut off from that knowing, but what we as women can create as we each awaken and then together is just beyond. You know, this is why there's been this um this. Uh, the, these agendas to cut us off from that remembrance, to cut us off from our magic, from our earth wisdom, because it doesn't serve the current uh, greed paradigm that we're in. And so, you know, it is, it is really for, for you woman out there who's stepping into this feminine essence, you know, not only are you coming into what is the, the leading edge, you know, to what is the new way that we are going to be moving forward, but you're also going to get to blossom into your authentic expression. And then the, the you know, your environment aligns with the things that you need on your divine mission here on the planet. So I'm really excited and in full support of this and a champion for you. And, and, and yes, you know, uh, Hetia's work is so beautiful and, and thank you so much for stepping into your power and into your calling and, and leading in this way for other women, you know, to tap into that courage because sometimes at the beginning we're not courageous, but if we know someone, oh, she's courageous and 
you know, we can, we can both help each other. And that's the power of mentorship because that's why I really love long-term mentorship because that's where true transformation happens. It's not going to be, yes, one session is beautiful. And of course it's, it's needed, but really to transform and to create these new patterns and rewire the brain in new ways. It's, it's this, um, this, finding a mentor that you trust, finding a mentor that resonates with you and then allowing them to help support in this courage, in these, you know, these moments where we just want to give up. We're like, no, this is too hard, you know, to screw it. But I don't know that I would be here without the mentors on my path because um, I, you know, there was a point that I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I could do it. And, and they said, yes, you can, you can do it. You can get through this. And that's actually what got me through that. You know, and so until we anchor that in ourselves, the mentorship is such a necessary tool. I couldn't be where I am without mentorship for sure. I, I can't even imagine, you know, I try to DIY, you know, like, oh, let's watch yeah. a YouTube video and podcast and reading. And that's a beautiful way to start, right? When you're just learning, like, who am I and what do I really want to be doing? But then it comes the point that you hit the wall and you're like, I don't, I don't want to do this by myself. And me, I don't want to be without mentor, you know, and I have different mentors for different things, you know, because, you know, one for business, one for spirituality, different things. But I truly believe that when, when, like you said, when we see the women who are in their power, it's so beautiful, so inspiring. And we have this like, oh my gosh, if she can do it, I can do it. It gives us hope and the light. And you are such a like light bringer. I'm so blessed that I, we could be talking today. And I know it's not the last time we do because <laughs> yes. so many beautiful synergies. I'm so happy that the universe brought us together and Thank you for all the work you're doing. I will include the links to your Instagram, but if there is any other place that you want to connect with other people, uh, where would it be besides Instagram where I'm stalking you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, you can find me there by my name. And then also um, my website, it's www.annabelleviscara.com. Um, you know, there's more there, but I'm really, I'm, I'm also more on the Instagram, you know, sharing there and and all that, but thank you so much, uh, Petia, for this opportunity. Thank you to everybody who's you know, tuning in and listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you.